0: Thanks for listening. Appreciate you being here. Follow me over on Spotify. That's where the new podcast is. That's where you can find me. That's where we can connect and you'll see all new future episodes. The link is below, or you can just jump over to Spotify and search Grow With Kobe. And now let's get rolling with the next episode. Why do certain situational triggers evoke such strong and intense emotions? Welcome to Grow With Kobe and this is a podcast that can help us navigate in a more skilled way the life that's in front of us as parents partners individuals professionals whatever applies to you and if we can understand the skills it will help us to create as little collateral damage as possible if we can focus on the things that will get us to the place where we want to go if we have mindfulness of the skills we can seriously understand who we are, which means we can better connect with the people who are around us. So come with me. This is going to be raw. It will be unfiltered. It will be vulnerable. We'll talk about successes. We'll talk about miserable failures. But most importantly, you're going to get authenticity from me and from all my guests. So come on, come with me. Let's all go together. Situational triggers. That's what this episode is about. And it coincides perfectly with emotional triggers which were the topic of last week's episode. So situational triggers are these are things that I really had no idea about. I really did not understand conceptually what this was about, but it explained so well the situations in which I would feel small, situations in which I would feel shut down, situations that I would feel intense anger or intense resentment or intense hurt. There are all kinds of emotions that certain situations can thrust upon us and sometimes those situations are known. Sometimes those situations are not known. And anytime we have this situational trigger that really does evoke a lot of intense emotion from us, on the back end of those situational triggers, those are the things that are really tough to they're tough to handle. It's like once you squeeze the toothpaste out of the tube, you can't put it back. And and that's kind of how these are. We'll talk about examples of it, but typically situational triggers, historically speaking for each of us, and they're going to be different for every person, they're going to lead to behavior that's unwanted by us. That doesn't mean that the emotions are wrong. It doesn't mean that the emotions are good or bad, that you feel in that situation. It simply means because of that situation, we engage in some kind of behavior, whether it's outward or inward, that is really, really uh, damaging to ourselves and others. And I and I use the term really, really, but it but it could be just simply hurtful to ourselves and to others. But in some situations, it could be really intense. And all of us have experienced these in life. All of us have. But let me let me go through some examples, okay, of some. Again, there's two kinds of situational triggers. There are known situational triggers and there are unknown situational triggers. And what I have learned to do through (laughs) lots of sad experience, what I've learned to do is to look ahead each day and at the beginning of the week to say, what's coming up that I've got to be able to be mindful of and be prepared for emotionally and mentally that would otherwise, historically speaking evoke emotions that would lead to actions or words that were unbecoming, that I did not want. And that was either uh, for myself or for people who are around me. So um, let's just throw this out, traffic, okay? Traffic, if you commute, and a lot of you are working from home now, but if you commute, then it's known every day, that's gonna be a situation that will trigger or potentially could trigger intense emotions that could lead to behavior that is unwanted by us. And that could be yelling in the car. That could be uh, just having a total emotional breakdown. That could be rage that could be evoked from that. There's all kinds of scenarios and we've all experienced those to some, in some degree or another. But what we're really trying to identify is, is what are the, what are the behaviors in the words that come from us in certain situations and how can we be mindful of those so that we don't eliminate the emotions that we feel because that's always going to happen but eliminate the collateral damage on the back end of the situation that's really the key that's really the trick in being able to face um, situations day in and day out that are known to us but also some that are unknown to us so in addition to the known situational trigger like traffic, there could be another one. There could be others that are just, that are just part of your day. For instance, um, I remember my girls did, they would go to Muay Thai and Jiu Jitsu after school from four to 5 p.m. Monday through Thursday. They'd alternate days and they really, really enjoyed it. But over time, and it didn't take a lot of time actually, <laughs> they it became it became this situational trigger for me as a father to get the girls to the gym because they'd be tired, they'd be sleepy, they'd be hungry, <laughs> and they'd just come home from school and they'd have enough time to decompress. So there would be resistance to it, like real resistance. And when they would ignore, when they would just uh, procrastinate when they would just disregard anything I'm saying, then in me, I would feel hurt and disrespected and rejected. Um, I'd feel frustrated because I'm not getting the response that I need from them. And what's super interesting about this is every time they would come out of, of the gym, they would feel fantastic, but it was getting them there. And, and that became a situational trigger that, I, that was known. Okay, at one time it was unknown but it was known because it happened 4 days a week and i had to learn to anticipate what emotions they may feel and how that would ha- what kind of reaction i would allow to take place in me how prepared i was mentally so we i began to we began to implement measures to help the girls get through that so um that's one situation okay Another situation that's really, really common amongst people are family get-togethers. Now, that could be a, a barbecue, it could be a family reunion, it could be a road trip. That could be with your immediate family. It could be with extended family. And anytime those situations take place, for me, I'll be I'll be really specific. I have to be prepared when I'm going to be around certain certain uh, members of my family. I have to be emotionally and and mentally prepared, and sharp, and aware of what I have felt from from each individual in the past, in all an effort to to be to be prepared to know. Okay, I could potentially be feeling these same feelings again about uh, around this particular sibling, and I need to be just ready. I need to know that that could play out, and I and I've got to be able to to bring my awareness to real time, so that when I'm in that situation. I don't allow these really intense, overwhelming emotions lead me to behavior that is unbecoming, that's unwanted, and that's super easy because I, I gave into that for a long, long, long time. And families, super like families of origin, just as a side note, I think are super, super interesting because um, whenever I'm around my siblings, and like a, a, a number of us are together, we all tend to settle into the roles that we played when we were kids. And I've got an older sister, and I have five younger than me. I mean, of course, they're all grown now, have families and such, but, but um, whenever we're together, even as adults, like the behaviors just still fall in line because that's just the behavioral norm and, and the behavioral dynamic of the family. And that's just, that sometimes can be really challenging because I'm not the same person that I was when I was a child and, you know, up till I was 19 when I left the house. But yet at the same time, some of my siblings will treat me the same way that I was then for better, or for worse, right? <laughs> but but that's, that's a Being around family can be a situational trigger where I can feel emotions that will bubble up, whether they're known or unknown. And they could be, um, I don't know, unleashed not just in that moment with my family, but but also with my family after I leave them, my own individual family, or that could be taken out on the people that are on the freeway as I'm driving home. I could have these emotions that will lead to unwanted behavior. And I have to be able to realize that there's gonna be an outlet one way or another, and I've gotta be able to be mindful enough to recognize it and to face it, especially after it's done and realize what am I actually feeling and how can i vent this manage this release this energy in a productive way so that i don't say or do anything that's that's unproductive that's unwanted by me so um, another known situational trigger is going to be say for example if uh, oh right now this time of year case august 15th 2021 and it is time for school to begin. Some people have already started school. Some people will start school in the next in the coming weeks. But um, I've got two girls who are 13 and 11. And it, this is going to be a situational trigger for, and it's known, but it's going to be a situational trigger for probably the first month or two of school because the girls will be getting used to um, new teachers, new curriculum new subjects. They'll be introduced to new friends. Um, They'll be introduced to people that they don't necessarily care for, that they don't like. They will be introduced into just various situations that will have an effect on them. And so what does that mean for me as a dad? Okay. What that means is, is I have to be, for me, I have to be in the mindset that, okay, so if I'm going to go pick up the girls from school, I have to be Prepared and ready to allow them to talk when they're gonna talk, when they're ready to talk. I also have to be prepared and ready to deal with any kind of um, emotions that are spilling over in them that could affect me. I've also got to realize too that, you know what, they might be hungry. They might have eaten their lunch, they might not have. In fact, one one really interesting point is, Ellie, she's 11. She is... (laughs) she's so much like me at, at lunch she will often not eat um not even half of her lunch it's a it was a rare thing when she would eat all of her lunch because she'd be too busy just talking with friends and catching up and so on and when she came home from school i'd have to see okay how much did or didn't she eat because that's going to tell me how how immediate and how much of a snack i need to give her <laughs> so that she will so that she'll be able to adequately function. But that situation, circling back to this with, with, with school, I have to be prepared, and I've got to be able to look ahead and realize that not only is this a, a known situational trigger, but this is going to be a short-term situational trigger that's known until we really feel like we get into a rhythm day-to-day with uh, the girls. And, and when I say rhythm, what I mean is, is there's been adaptation to the new norm. There's been adaptation to the new way of living for the girls. Uh, I have one daughter who's going to be in junior high again, and I have another daughter that's going to a brand new school that's just newly built, but she's going without her best friend. And that's going to be a situational trigger for her that, that I have to factor into how I show up and how I prepare for my girls. Because I can't just I cannot as a dad, I can't just expect my girls to just lump their own stuff and show up the same no matter what they're what they're feeling. I have to be prepared and ready. So that's an example of not just a known situational trigger, but that's like an ongoing situational trigger that I have to be prepared for day in and day out. And I just have to make sure that I'm mindful and and again this this is exactly why the way that I prepare for those situational triggers is by taking care of myself first and that comes in executing my daily so that i am mentally and emotionally spiritually and otherwise prepared to deal with whatever comes at me but especially when i'm trying to be a dad so other uh short-term or even long-term situational triggers and and these are interesting because they represent just different seasons of life and different times in life but um i would spend a lot of time in in a in a previous life I'd spend three months of the year in Europe working. And that was just a lot. I wasn't, it wasn't like three months at a time. It was, I mean, it was just, it was multiple trips. Um, It was multiple trips over the course of, you know, the quarters and the months and so forth of of any particular year. But that that was an ongoing kind of a uh, an ongoing situational trigger that I had to be I I wasn't aware of it like I I I didn't handle it well Um, I was unskilled but but the point with it is is that that's an example of a situational trigger that if I was able to look ahead looking back on it look ahead and understand wow I'm going to deal with fatigue I'm going to deal with just just being tired because of the work. It was, you know, they're typically like, you know, 16-hour days at least. There was always travel, um, you know, whether it's on a train or whether it's in a plane or, uh, you know, in a car. But then I'd have to deal with jet lag. And then I'd have to deal with just being overloaded emotionally. And, And what's also interesting in that particular situation is I had to deal with speaking with... People in Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Finland, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Russia, the Ukraine. I had to deal with not just talking with people, but also hearing what they what they needed. I was in a sales development role, hearing what they needed, but I also had to do that when English was like there's. I mean, let's be. I'll be really honest with you. For people in the Baltics and in Scandinavia, English is like their third their second, third, or fourth language, depending on where they are. And, um, and so that took an additional mental exertion for me to, st- to hang with them, not just to hear them, but also to understand exactly where they're coming from. And so I guess what I'm saying is I'm trying to paint a picture, okay, of how traveling for me was a situational trigger, and I had no idea. I really had no idea how to face this. I really had no idea how to prepare for it. But I know for sure on the back end my way, return home from a trip that I would be um, borderline emotionally shut down without knowing it. But I would be really in a bad way where I was overloaded. I was so tired, but I still had to perform. And so I just did what I had to do. But the older I got and the more I traveled like that, the harder it became. So, so that's an example of like a short, long-term situational trigger. But you know, for some people, it's going to be building a house that could be a, a known uh, short-term or long-term situational trigger, depending on how how long it takes to build the house. Another one could be going through school in some capacity, whether um, whether that's going back to school as a professional and doing it online, or whether that's you're in college right now and you're actually doing it um, because you're just a full-time student. That can be an ongoing situational trigger. <laughs> I remember, man, I, I don't know how many times I actually asked the question like, man, when is this ever, ever gonna end? <laughs> I was, uh, it, college was hard for me. I just, college was hard for me. And so it was an ongoing situational trigger that I really just wanted to escape because it was like arduous and laborious and all those kinds of things. And a lot of times entirely and wholly uninteresting. <laughs> that's just the, that's the way of it, Right. Okay, so these are these are situational triggers that are known. Again, they could be uh, an evening. They could be simply a work meeting. It could be a project that takes place at work, and the project could be um, could be known. I don't know a week in advance. It could be two months in advance. But at the end of the day, if you know what your situational triggers again, these are situations that trigger unwanted reactions then this is something that you can be prepared for and you can just evaluate it. And some situations, for example, um, if, if, you know, I'll, if you know that you're gonna have a test in uh, physics and that's a really easy topic for you, it just naturally comes, it's not a big deal, then that's gonna be a small situational trigger that you're gonna know about you know, months in advance, but certainly gonna be focused on a couple weeks before. But if if you are taking an English final and you know that that's coming and English is your most challenging subject in school, then it's likely that intense emotions are going to precede the actual test, the final. And whether that be a test or a project. And what we want to be able to do in knowing the, the challenge that each situational trigger will, will represent is how can I how can I mitigate collateral damage in the rest of my life because of this really challenging situational trigger? How can I show up in a composed but mindful and aware way to help me work through this? Because it's gonna be stressful, especially the two weeks leading up to it, and especially if it's really challenging for me. But if I'm aware of it, and I understand day-to-day how intense that situational trigger is or isn't, then I'm more prepared to go into that really challenging final and execute because I'm aware and I'm mindful. Now, that doesn't mean that intense emotions won't follow, won't won't exist in that situation. They're totally going to, but it's a matter of knowing it before you go in so that on the back end, you're not ambushed with this strong emotion that otherwise would engage you in behavior that's just unbecoming, unwanted. Um, Because that situational trigger might lead to lashing out at family, at friends, um, in in ways that you just don't want to do, but because you're so emotionally caught up in the situation, then then that's what can happen. I'll give you uh, another example for me. Uh, When I was in junior college, uh, I was in junior college, I played football, and... I remember going on the road, took a bus trip to Yuma, Arizona and played, and it was my first road trip. And I remember feeling the pressure leading up to the trip, but, I, but it, was, it was super intense when we got there on a Friday and we did walkthroughs. And I felt the weight of that situational trigger Then, and it was sustained until the game was finished the very next day. And even though I was prepared and I was ready, there still came emotions from it. And what I didn't want to do is, I didn't want those emotions to be the things that would lead to my mental impairment, my mental um, shutdown second-guessing myself, I didn't want that situation to hijack me, to lead me to behavior that that I didn't want. Again, I didn't want to shut down. I didn't want to lose my confidence. I didn't want to shrink. I wanted to stand in my power, and I wanted to play. I wanted to do well. But I had to make certain that I could face those things, and back then I totally had no idea how to do that <laughs> in any way. But the principle still remains the same. So those are known situational triggers. So now let's turn to unknown situational triggers. So these are things that 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 come up out of nowhere, right? It's when, you know, you're, <laughs> Ellie, my 11-year-old, was at the water park a couple years ago, and she went down this water slide, she stood up and this kid came right behind her and took her feet out from under her. And when poor Ellie fell, she fell right On the slide and hit her two front teeth. One of them chipped halfway gone, and one of them had a third of it chipped away. And she stood up and was and just grabbed her mouth in pain, and then showed her sister Lucy. And Lucy was like, "Oh my gosh, your teeth!" And then, as soon as Ellie went ran to the bathroom and saw, then her like her emotion just went over the moon because those were her permanent teeth. (laughs) And so I had to race to the park and deal with that situational trigger and the, the dentist after that, you know, taking her to an emergency visit to the dentist. And that was one that was unknown that just all of a sudden showed up. And again, these unknown situational triggers that just, just surprise us. And that's just life happening. This also begs the necessity of our own preparation each day emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, so that we can handle these things when they come at us, not just during the event that comes up, but also after the fact. And typically after the fact is when I would lose my mind, i get upset, I'd be overloaded, and I would lash out or yell or whatever the case is about small things. I remember as a kid, um, uh, my dad was a social worker, is still a social worker, one of seven kids. And um, he would come home from work and he just, he just took on a lot. For those of you who are therapists, listen, you know, sometimes it's just really hard to leave emotionally all the work at work. And so sometimes when my dad would be overloaded and we had no idea, like if milk was spilled or if a drink was spilled or, you know, something like at the dinner time, he would like really freak out in an explosive way, which I completely took on much to my dismay. But, but he would, he would be really, really scary and really intense. And we're like, wait, this is just spilled milk. Like what's happening here? So those were for me, for me as a kid, those were situational triggers that, that would just pop up out of nowhere and we filled with lots and lots of emotions that were intense and that would typically lead to me as a kid thinking, what did I do wrong? Why is this, why is this happening? Is he yelling at me? Is he not yelling at me? I don't know. But the yelling in and of itself is just like making me think that it is my fault, but I didn't spill the milk. And so that was an unknown situation. I didn't know when that situation would, would, uh, would pop up. Other situational triggers, getting a flat tire on the freeway. That happened to me once I was driving through Las Vegas and uh, got to North Las Vegas and on the, on the 15 and had a flat tire. And thankfully, <laughs> I had, thankfully at that time I had a full-size tire because I still had to drive like an hour and a half to get home. But I had to deal with that situational trigger that just all of a sudden sprung on me. But again, sometimes it's hard to get through situational triggers for some people. And other times people can plow through situational triggers. But then on the back end, then it's really hard to deal with the heavy emotions that were experienced and still maybe even bottled up from that unknown situational trigger that could cause behavior that's unwanted. So, those things we're never going to be able to be prepared for fully, right? Because we're just not going to know. But, but again, this goes back to the idea: is dailies are especially important for us because when things do surprise, the situations do come up, then we can be as prepared as possible, and then after the fact, be aware of whatever that is, whether it's uh, an unknown situation, an own situation, no matter if it's ongoing, if it's um, if it's just a window of time because of a presentation or it is a a dinner with some friends or whatever the case is. After the fact, we have to make sure that we assess how am I feeling now? Where am I now with this? How intense is this now that this is done? And am I going to have some kind of like hangover emotionally from this that I have to be able to deal, deal with and face so that I don't engage in unknowingly. So behavior, actions, words, whatever. And typically in the people that I care about the most I mean i i just don't want to lash out i don't want to make the people who are closest to me suffer because i was unable to evaluate my situational triggers and understand their effect understand what i felt from them and then let them go so that they didn't continue to follow me meaning those emotions situational triggers they are, they're challenging and they're tough, but they're actually a really, really important part of growth internally because they demand from us, if we lean into them, they demand from us growth. And as, as, much, as, we, um, as much as we resist the growth that can be found in a situational trigger, that will present itself continually until we understand what we need to learn and what skill we need to acquire and what level of mindfulness we need to develop on that particular one. So that's why these situations are important because they can really help us to understand the progress that, that we are making, assuming that's that's the intent and that's our focus. So what do I do? I look at situations that I have, like, for instance, for this coming week, the girl's going to start school and... I have to be prepared and aware that that's what's gonna happen. So again, the next, um, the next couple of months, I'm going to just evaluate that and just try to assess how are they feeling and then how am I feeling in response to their emotions? Am I prepared? So I'll be really, the best way to be able to do this to assess the intensity of the situational trigger is really just to give it a measurement on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the most intense and one being the least intense. How intense is this situational trigger with the girls going back to school? How intense is this upcoming project that I've got to execute? How intense am I feeling about How intense are the emotions on that for me? And what do I need to be aware of? But also, um, not only for the, not only do I, do I look at that for the week, but I also look at that every like every night. And this, you guys, if you, if you totally if you knew me, you'd understand how I, I'm not I'm not a a super organized person. I'm more of a flow kind of a guy. But I but what I have learned to do is to each night look ahead and say, what do I need to be prepared for tomorrow? And, you know, what do I need to execute here, here, and here? And what could those situations present to me that I would have to uh, emotionally navigate through and, and then just kind of use the past to evaluate, okay, how am I going to do when I go pick up my daughter from her friend's house? How am I going to do in paying attention to her energy? How am I going to do in meeting her where she is and when she's ready to talk and share about whatever, no matter how good it is or isn't the experience? So evaluating your situational triggers, especially ones that are ongoing, is gonna be imperative. And looking ahead and forecasting, planning ahead, making certain that we can put whatever situational trigger that's coming on the map, on our radar, so we can say, I've gotta be prepared for it. Is there some way that I can be prepared for it? Or do I simply just need to be mindful in those moments? And then when they're done how am I gonna be able to evaluate how I did? How did I do in rolling with the situation in the moment, but also on the heels of it too? I will say this, um, that situational triggers that we look ahead and we anticipate, there there can be a lot of emotions that come on the doorstep of certain situational triggers. And that's also really important to recognize because again, there's there's situations that I've experienced that I knew were coming and I just did not do well in handling prior to the situational trigger. When I would travel, there'd be times that I'd be gone for you know a couple weeks, and I would get so used to packing for such a trip that I would just put it off until you know the night before the, or the morning of if I had a if I had a a late in a late in the day flight, and sometimes because I wasn't prepared in advance, then I would allow the anxiety of that situation to just take me over. And then I would lash out at my family or be impatient or be short or be preoccupied. And sometimes it wasn't what I said, but sometimes it was how I checked out because I knew it was coming. Sometimes it just simply shut down and I'd be so preoccupied with what was coming that it was hard to, um, it was hard to realize because I wasn't, it was, it was so covert, it was hard to, to recognize that. But history is a great, great teacher of who we are. And if we can be prepared, if we can be mindful, if we can be skilled on the daily, then situational triggers can be something that will help refine us and will help us to become better human beings no matter what the role we are in are playing in life. So that's situational triggers. Um, these are again really important uh, principles that that I have found that have helped guide me in my life, in my in in the way that I grow, in the various the various roles that I play. So, the objective here is understand and know what your situational triggers are, how intense they are, before and even after, and then making certain that you know how to how to prepare for those but also how to let them go so that if you typically get through those and on the back end that's when the emotion comes out then you can be prepared and you can let those out in a much more healthy way because they're known to you it was always the worst for me when when i had no idea that i was emotionally overloaded and would just lose my mind over just silly little things, whether that's driving the car and someone cut me off or uh, you know, an appointment being canceled that I was ready for, it was really important for me to know that about myself and because I didn't, I paid the price in my relationships because there was collateral damage. So those are situational triggers. My hope is that this week you'll be able to think about those, evaluate your own, get into this really nice rhythm of looking ahead, anticipating and planning for those that will come up that are known so that can help you deal with the unknowns that come up. Thanks for being a part of this, guys. Thanks for listening. It was so good having you. Really glad you're here. Please share this episode if anything spoke to you. And if you like what you heard, subscribe. Love to hear from you. Also, if you would like to join me on an episode to walk through any kind of situation or scenario that's been really tough and challenging in life, go to growwithkobe.com and click on the email button and send me an email and let me know what your situation is, what you'd like to talk about, what you'd like to talk through, and you may be the person that I invite to join me. On an episode over zoom and we can just walk through it based upon the skills of the episode thanks for being here guys talk soon